I'm Kimmel McKenzie. Welcome to this BBL Cup Preview edition of the Along for the Ride podcast. Hello and welcome to another week here on the Along for the Ride podcast. And as Kimball says, it's Cup Final Week and it's the preview episode here for both the BBL and WBBL Cup Finals. As always, my name is Greg. I'm joined, of course, by Mark. And Mark, what's on the slate for today? Well, it's just there's only one thing we're going to talk about, really. It's excitement time. And this, this, the size of this podcast it's going to be what? What did we say it was going to be? It's going to be triple XL. A triple XL size. Bumper. Yes. Preview podcast. Yes, absolutely. We've got that much to cover. So um, I think we need to jump straight in, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sort of agree agree with that completely. Um, obviously, we're all excited. It's Cup Final Week, uh, obviously, on Sunday. Hope you're all coming to Birmingham. And just like on Sunday, uh, we're going to start with the women. Yes. Um, they're obviously in WBBL Cup action, taking on the, the London Lions, who have very recently just gone 50 or from, you know 50 consecutive WBBL wins. Um, but yeah, we both travelled up to Loughborough on Saturday to watch them take on the Sheffield Hatters. We did, yeah. And uh, we saw that game. Enjoyable game, really a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of that game, got a chance to speak to coach Krumesh Patel, reflecting briefly upon uh, their performance that night and to get his views and perspective about uh, their chances in that uh, WBBL Cup final. Yeah, a game that the ladies won uh, 84-64, and we'll hear from Krumesh now. So Krumesh, um, just coming off uh, the end of that game, Sheffield Hatters, I guess a top of the league clash in many ways, uh, and you won that by 20 points, 84-64. to Your thoughts and reflections on tonight's game? I think the girls are excellent in the first half. It was a, it was a joy to watch. All one through the nine we put in, all made an impact. All did what we asked them to do. Shot the ball well. Played as a great team, and it was really nice to see. And then defensively, stopped Sheffield, who were, what lead leaguers in scoring right now until today. So that was an, it. Was a great first half to watch. Second half, not so much. I think it was called differently. I think it made it scrappy for both teams. I don't think neither coach nor players enjoyed the second half. I don't think the fans did either. So I think that has to be looked at. Um, But a win's a win. So we're happy with the overall result in the end. Yeah, that first half, I think you made 10 threes in the first half. You came out on fire. Did seem to be a little bit a dip in the second half. Yeah, we talked about half-time. We shot exceptionally well over our average in the first half, so there was going to be a dip in the second. And Sheffield are a good team, so they were going to make adjustments. They did. They got more physical, so they didn't get the easy looks that we got in the first half. Um, but overall, you know, we still stuck in. We were managing the clock and the score pretty well. I think it's hard when you're up 30 to stay locked in the whole way through because the girls are like, oh, this one or two mistakes isn't the same when you're up or down two or three. So, but no, credit to them. They could have easy argued and four. You know, they stayed with it. And again, a good win overall. Absolutely. And I guess uh, you know what we're going to talk about now in terms of uh, game preparation. Thoughts on that? Be- thinking about ahead to Sunday's big final against the London Lions. What do you do when you find out they beat Newcastle by what, 80 and we, <laughs> we play them, well, not we one comfortably, but not by 80. So, you know, we're, we're going to stick what we're doing. We enjoy what we do and when we enjoy it, we're really good at it. So, we just got to continue enjoying it and hopefully, like I said, works in our favour. We start the same way maybe. shoot the, Like we talked about before, if we can shoot the ball well, we can win any game. 
you know. Uh, but we have to deal with the pressure. So this was a good test. Sheffield did a great job applying pressure. So we've got some good video for the second half to exploit. Like this is where we're going to get pressure by London. How we want to expose because Sheffield did it and caused some problems there. So again, you're right. I mean, um, London Lions haven't lost a game for a heck of a long time. But, you know, the story's yet to be written about the final. So as your kind of head coach, what do you see as possible things you might be able to exploit against the London Lions? Or perhaps perhaps you want to be guarded and not tell me what your thoughts are around that. Perhaps, perhaps that's a poor question. Well, I think so. Like, um, how do you exploit a really good team, right? When they have very few flaws. You know, um, so we're going to have to look at the tape, you know, but I know one thing we have to do is make sure we're excellent in what we believe in. If we are excellent in what we believe in, we think we can compete with anyone. But to exploit them, we're going to have to watch a lot of film, get a lot of numbers to see where are the weaknesses for a team that hasn't lost for that many, what, 50, 60 games now. So we'll see. We'll see. But the girls are up for the challenge. They're not afraid at all. So they're going to they're going to enjoy it and they're not going with any kind of fear, which is nice to coach. So probably a better question is then is kind of what do you have to do to execute really well to give yourself the best chance on Sunday? I think we have to look after the ball. We've got to limit our turnovers. Um, I think we've got to get shots up that we want to get up, attack the right matchups, don't take our rhythm shots, which allows them to easily run the floor. So if we can look after the ball and take the shots we want to take, I think we'll be in a good position. And then defensively continue what we're doing. You know, last time we played London, the scoring was the issue, not the defence. So hopefully that can be the same issue again. OK, well, thanks for that, Krumesh. And, of course, we wish you all the best of luck on Sunday. And we'll be there shouting for you and rooting for the team. So best of luck on Sunday. No, I appreciate you guys coming down and all the support. And hopefully that more support will definitely need it at the weekend. Best of luck. Cheers, Rook. Thank you. So, obviously, um, you catching up with Coach Krumesh um, yes. after the game, as we say, 84-64 win um, for the Riders. And they flew out of the blocks. None of that rusty first quarter stuff yeah. that crew mesh was talking about before yes first six makes all from behind the three and ladies were up 18-3 as Sheffield took a timeout so a blistering start and something they'll probably want to maybe not six threes but a sort of start take that well obviously you would um but that sort of start you'd want to replicate on Sunday as they take on the the Lions yeah, yeah. Or the lionesses, as we should say. Yeah, I, I have referred to them as lionesses. So, um, anything else to pick off um, thinking about the, the forthcoming uh, Birmingham encounter? I guess the only thing is, there's been a little bit of um, noise coming out of the London lionesses in terms of they've changed their player, haven't they? Which, that, that seems to have been a... I don't know. Has that been managed well, do you think? Well, there's certainly been a, a reasonable amount of fallout uh, on yes. Twitter. So we don't know how settled that camp is right now. And I guess anything that can possibly in your favour, you want to take in your favour. As we said, the, you know, just recently you know, beat Newcastle in Newcastle by 80 points, which made them 50 consecutive WBBL domestic wins. So, you know, we know they're a tough team, a difficult team to beat. We're a pretty tough team too. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the only th- the final thing to um, kind of uh, just remind everybody who's listening to us, doors open at Opus 11, and I think the game women's game tips at 12. So 12 o'clock for the so, women. So if you can do both, try, try and get along and support the women as well. It's, yeah, a, good, we'll, it's a good watch. We'll be at both, um, support, yes. supporting everyone uh, in full red regalia. Oh, that's a good word. Double R. Yeah, a bit of alliteration for you. Yeah, um, whatever that means. Yeah, uh, well, uh, uh, alliteration. <laughs> um, I know I should have got you thesaurus for your secret centre. Well, or an encyclopedia. I think that's yeah. the, the Why are you term. talking about dinosaurs all of a sudden? Thesauruses. 
um, because uh, one plays in the paint for London Lions. Okay, um, right. Let's move on. <laughs> um, and, oh, you know, we, we got our Saturday basketball fix in Loughborough, but Friday night we were at the Morningside Arena as we the were? Riders hosted uh, the Cheshire Phoenix, um, took a, a pretty convincing win, uh, 182 Cheshire like the women on Saturday started quite hot, but actually, yeah. once we reeled them back in, it did feel pretty convincing throughout. Yes. And if not for one thing, would have been a fantastic game of basketball. Yeah, that one thing was obviously the um, what I think. Don't quote me to this um, season-ending injury for our new signing, Devante Abandu. Um, it's really sad uh, mm. for the guy on the individual level, and, and uh, we wish him as speedy as recovery as possible. And uh, who knows, may, may see him back here in a Leicester vest um, at some future point. But, but we don't know, but hopefully he does well. Yeah, you know, all, all, all the best to him. I think that the current thing is with players is, is to, you know, say prayers up. So absolutely prayers up for, for Devante Bandu. Hope he heals, you know, fully, um, quickly, and that process is, is smooth for him. And I think we'd already seen flashes that he's an incredibly talented player, and hopefully that can continue. And I guess to um, touch on the Friday game, a little bit on Devante, and then looking forward to Sunday, you spoke with Coach Rob. I did. So, Coach Rob, Cup final week. It's all beginning to build up from this point. Before, before we do that, we do have to mention a little bit about Friday's game. Great win, 182 over the Cheshire Phoenix. I guess the only, you know, terrible for Devante, poor injury, bad injury. Um, speak to a little bit about Friday's game first. Game was good. I thought we played really well. I thought, um, you know, we did what we needed to do defensively, and that was get in the gaps and not allow driving lanes. I thought we did that in the first half well. I thought for the most part in the second half well. And then offensively, we're really clicking on the night. Balanced scoring. You know, you look at the stat sheet, see that balanced scoring. Seven guys in double figures? Is that what it was? Um, so I just really loved the way the ball moved. And, yeah, we played a really, really good game against a team that had come in playing well and won Sunday. So, yeah, we did a really good job of, um, you know, winning that one comfortably. But um, as you say, uh, you know, it's hard to think about anything else other than a Devante injury. You know, when you've been around sports like all of us have, we knew right away. You could tell that it was – not a good one, right? And um, it's unfortunate because he was just really getting more and more comfortable. He had played 10 minutes in that game. I think he had three assists in the 10 minutes. And, yeah, we felt like that, um, you know, he was getting better and better each day. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to him. And uh, hopefully he has a speedy recovery because he's a um, real talented young player that uh, you expect to see great things from him if he can be healthy. Yeah, let's so hopefully he recovers really fast and well. So then focusing down, I guess I guess you know, there's a relationship to that injury. I guess one of the questions in my mind, Rob, is where you was going to go in terms of starting point guard. I suspect with Devontae not not being available now, um, it's Kimball's job to kind of start uh, point guard. That that's my just I'm just guessing at that. Um, does it does it impact losing Devontae rotations? What you're able to do, set up the team, etc. He's another weapon that we had, right? I mean, I think he can score off the dribble, he can shoot, he can pass, so it's another weapon. You know, we didn't know how we were going to use anybody in this game yet, so I I, I would caution anyone to uh, write down the starting lineup just yet because um, we'll see. You know, we don't know. Um, we didn't know going in. We'll decide that here at the end of the week. I think what's nice about this team is we do have some interchangeable guys who can do things off the bench and start. Kimball's been great as the starter. You know, we know what he is. Is he's a tough, hard-nosed, talented player. 
Uh, so we'll see. We'll see going forward. But it definitely hurts us going into the game because you, know, you need as many weapons as you can to break down that Lions defense. That Lions defense, I think, hasn't been talked about enough. I think when you start looking at their team, you start looking at the points that they give up, they really clamp down on teams. So you've got to find ways to score, and that's uh, our job this week is to figure out ways to break that down. Just briefly looking um, earlier today, uh, Rob, I was looking at the, the stats lines of the individual teams and actually they look very evenly matched, I think, when you look at the comparative team stats. Yeah, I think so. I think the defense, I think when you look at the, what they're conceding, I think they're only conceding 70, 71. We're conceding 80, so I think you look at it that way. You know, their defense has been rock solid. Um, we've played them twice, two different types of circumstances first one first game of the year it's always different and then this one was the one around Christmas which was different and both times they started off really fast against us and I think you know that's going to be the key here for us uh, on Sunday is to um, you know not be playing from behind I think they're a team that um, you know very difficult to get in there when you're playing from behind because their defense has been so solid. I think that's right. I was going to ask you about that. The two the two losses that we have, we you've had to call out a very early time out because we've kind of they've started so so um, fast. How how important is it? I use the term hang around uh, and kind of uh, kind of go with them punch to punch as it were. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think you know when you're an underdog going into any sporting event, you, you want to make sure you stay in distance um, of them. And both times we played them, we we have not done a good job of that. That's been the problem. We have been able in the second half to to claw it back and to keep fighting, to keep coming. But um, that's not the way uh, for me. That's not the uh, recipe for success on Sunday is to be playing from behind. So, yeah, it's going to be important that we find a way to start better. But more importantly, uh, the second wave coming through, um, I think it's important. I think, you know, at the end of that first quarter, you want to make sure you're, you know, playing good basketball. We let, it, we let that lead grow um, last time we played them at the end of the quarter. Yeah, I mean, that second matchup up at Morningside, second half, we outperformed them, outplayed them, um, out, outscored them. So that should hopefully give us plenty of, plenty of confidence that we're capable of doing that, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, you know, I think our guys are confident guys. They know what these finals are all about and they know, you know, it's about what happens on the day. I, you know, wasn't, I think they, they played a little bit differently in the second half that time we came back and, you know, they kind of just hung on, but we got to play way better. I think the, the two games that we played them, we haven't, you know, played our best basketball and we got to play our best to beat them. You know, everybody knows how talented they are. I think the concerning thing for me is I've never been in a final where I didn't really know who was going to play on the other team. Um, so it is unique. Usually when you're in a final, you, you pretty much have the lay of the land on the other team. How, who, who comes in when, who plays. Well, with all these guys that they have, you, you don't even know who's going to have a jersey on um, on Sunday. So that's the tricky part of it, uh, to find out which lineups they'll have, who they're going to go with. Uh, but whoever they do go with, uh, you know they have a ton of quality. I mean, they've been playing games over the last month or so where they're missing three, four, five main guys and still playing well. So uh, they're uh, they're playing well from top to bottom. Kind of just looking at the how the fixtures laid out, they are playing three games prior to the final this week. How do you think that plays out? Who's who, To whose benefit do you think that might be, Rob? Well, I don't know. Who's playing for them? You know, they've been resting guys. I know Friday they rested guys. Uh, yesterday they rested guys, uh, which is Sunday. They rested guys. Um, so we'll see. I think one thing 
uh, as a coach in, when you go into a final is that um, it's always a, a slippery slope on how much you do during the week, you know, how much you play, how hard you go. For them, I don't think they have to worry about that. Uh, they're just playing games and talking, right? They'll be playing games and talking. So, you know, that could be a good way to go into the game. But uh, hopefully they'll, uh, you know, be a little tired going into Sunday. We'll, um, you know, we'd love to, um, uh, you know, play a team that, that, that is a little fatigued. I'd be concerned with our roster playing all those games. But, uh, again, they have a real strong roster, a real deep roster, and uh, I think they'll be fine. Finally then, and you've mentioned this a few times already, it's probably first time for a long time. We're certainly going in, I, th I think it's fair to say, as the underdog team and the, the kind of the, the perhaps professional commentators, betting people might have money on the lines. How do you manage that? Did, is that easier for you, do you think, or does it make no difference? Yeah, I don't think it makes that much a difference, really, once you get out on the floor. Maybe in the build-up it does a little bit, I guess. But, you know, once you get out on the floor, it's the same old story. It's, uh, you know, you're in between the lines with the bright lights on. you got a hoop. And, um, you know, we know that uh, there's not a lot of margin for error. I think that... Um, you know, we got to go into that game at our t at our best. We got to play our best. We got to cut our best. You know, the way we move and cut uh, against certain teams in the league has to go up another level against their defense. We have to, um, you know, play faster, stronger, and uh, more precise. So, I think we know that going in. You know, maybe we're in other finals. You, you, you think to yourself, okay, we just have to play our game. We'll be good. We got to we got to step it up uh, to to another level in this game. And um, you know, I know our guys are fired up to try to do so guess this will be my final comment or question Rob um, you relish these these challenges as, as a head coach and is it is it perhaps to this point almost your most challenging game big final to coach in what do you think well it's the best team we've ever played in a final without a doubt it's you know the roster is loaded uh, you know the way they've played this year they played together they're strong so not only are they loaded with talent and experience but the way they've played has been impressive too i enjoy watching them play i think they play good basketball so yeah uh, this is by far the best team we've ever played in the final so the challenge is there and um you know uh, it'll be exciting and fun this is fun i think this is you know even this week today even getting out of bed this morning and coming over to practice you felt like you had a whole different uh, feel to it it's uh it's why we're in this business. You know, you want to be in the biggest games, and uh, Sunday will be the biggest game of the season. Rob, as usual, thanks for your time. Very generous as, as normal, and uh, we're going to be rooting for you and making lots of noise for you on Sunday. So best of luck, Rob. Thanks very much. Can't wait to see the red. We're the red. So obviously, um, the thoughts, I guess, the analysis, the you, you, a bit of the the brain of uh, of our coach, Coach Rob Paternostro, and I guess uh, Mark, you were the one that spoke to him. Was there anything initial, like immediately jumped out to you? Yeah, a couple of things really. Um, just to reflect on, um, which I thought Rob said. Um, Rob's been coaching, as we know, for a decade uh, in a rider's, uh, rider's vest, as it, as it were. So lots of experience, lots of winning experiences. And during that time, he's come up with some great teams. One thing he did say in his experience, and I don't think I'm misquoting him, this is the most talented team, most challenging team to coach against of all time and so that's quite a big statement I think um, you know 10 years and this is the most talented challenging team he's had to coach against so I think I think that oh okay you're right that 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 kind of uh, grabbed my attention a little bit and I guess the other thing is and and um, we're going to have a go at previewing this game ourselves and a little bit 
shortly, um, how difficult it is to kind of prep for them because we're all a little bit unsure what their team will look like because they have been resting players, as Rob said. So who is their starting five? Who comes off the bench? Who's available? So that that kind of... Yeah, I can see how that would be a challenge to prep because you're not quite sure who's going to turn up and put the shirt on and play for London. Yeah, we know preparation's a big part of, of, of what the riders have done and why it's, they've been so successful during Rob's tenure um, and it's difficult to prepare to a team where you don't know exactly who's going to play I think we know there's a couple of people that will definitely play and definitely be influential um, but they're all super high talent guys so it's not like it, knowing that they're going to play makes it easy um, but yeah absolutely that, that leaps out um, to me as well as you um, that it's a difficult challenge I guess we've gone back and it's been a while we're going into the final battle with that underdog status and, and, mm. and I guess mm. You know, does that make think you 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 ask the question of Rob? Does it make it easier? Does it make any difference? And um, obviously, he said no. And I, I guess that you know it goes in with a certain level of confidence in his guys. Um, and you know, ultimately, yeah, but I guess in some respect, it probably does take a little bit of the pressure off. Yeah, because um, yeah. not everyone. Um, so a lot of people are expecting London to beat us. Yes, um, uh-huh. not everyone. Uh, yes. I, I think we're going to do it, yeah. but. Um, yeah, um, and that, that that's an interesting one. And I guess to break down the, the game a little bit further and look at the two sides and and uh, a bit of back and forth about where you know who might have the edge in certain areas. Yes, um, we managed to speak to someone. Obviously, we put the feelers out last week. We did. We sent out lots um, of emails. Carrier pigeons, telephones. Do people use telephones? Um, yeah. Um, okay. Although interestingly, people. It's not going to work on a podcast. You can't see it. Right, what I on. would display as a phone to you would yes. put the hand up to the side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, young people don't do that anymore. Okay, because phones don't look like that anymore. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, um, we did manage to get we did manage to get someone on on the aforementioned telephone. Yes. Yes. Um, and we're going to dive straight into that conversation. A uh, bit of a breakdown of the two teams. Um, who's got the edge in certain areas? So, Greg, let's let's then begin to jump into our preview of the um, BBL Cup big weekend. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, we're getting really excited about it. Can you remember last week's edition uh, of the Long for the Ride podcast? I remember it like it was last week. Yes. We uh, we mentioned we probably would try and reach out for somebody um, to join us, somebody who'd got mm-hmm. some great expertise. Because um, let's be honest, we're just a couple of fans shouting crazily from the stands. What do we know? Um, very little. Very little. So we thought, who, who could we get? And we, we kind of thought, you know, what, who could tick certain boxes? So what we want is somebody somebody probably um, fits the bill as, what, a BBL legend? That's somebody we'd sounds, want. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, BBL legend. Um, possibly is a past winner of the Cup. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm invested already. Great. They're great insights. I mean, ideally, um, somebody who is, may have even played for the riders, do you think? Would be a great thing for the Riders podcast. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're we'll ticking all the boxes. And as perhaps, and um, although they longer, no longer play, I guess, um, it's considered to be one of the best professional commentators, best analysis uh, around basketball currently that's around at the moment. Something like that. Yeah, have we managed to get Dan? Dan Ratledge, yeah. No, I mean he's too expensive. You know, he's kind of costs a lot of money. So yeah. we'll 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 we're trying to sort that one out. So we thought we'd go for for somebody else. Um, so guess who we got? I don't know. 
Shall I, shall I break it? You so break it. let's bring him on and welcome him to the Long for the Ride podcast. It's our very own, who ticks all those boxes that have just laid out. It's Anthony Rowe. Hey. Welcome, Anthony. Hey, Anthony. How are you, Anthony? Wow. Firstly, I'm sorry I'm not Dan Routledge, but what, a, what an introduction, <laughs> fellas. Way too kind. Way too kind. <laughs> no, you, you tick all those boxes, Anthony. And again, just before we get into this uh, discussion that we're going to have, a bit light-hearted, a bit of fun, um, thank you for finding the time to to spend this with us, to just previewing the, the this big BBL Cup weekend, really. So, I guess um, how we think thought we'd do it, you know, we're going to have a go. I mean, what, what you don't know, uh, Anthony, is that I've already had a, a discussion and um, got an interview recorded with Coach Rob. So, if anything comes up that we make references, we might, I might just refer to Rob's already mentioned that or has mentioned that. So, we'll, we'll see how we go. So, it's, um, yeah, let, yeah, so let's, let's jump straight in and... Um, We've, we've structured it into thinking in a number of areas and we thought we'd start, and which is a bit of a challenge, who from the two teams might have the strongest starting five? So where do we want to start? Should we start look at the point guard? Well, let's look at the guard. So um, who do we think? So, yeah, for, for, for me, if, if I'm guessing, and it's obviously pure speculation, it is. I think Lions will be starting with a backcourt of Taylor and Luke Nelson, and I think we'll start with Kimball and Patrick. Okay, yeah. So thoughts around let's 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 go lines first. Jordan Taylor. What do we think about him, Anthony? Well, he's been the the, the latest addition, isn't he? And uh, yes, uh, it, you can't tell the way they play now. It seems like he's been there for the from the start. You know, he's what everything you'd want in a point guard. I think he controls the tempo, and and he and he takes the responsibility to score the basketball when he needs to. But he's primarily a pass first guard and really really good in the pick and roll. And I think you know, Coach Paternostra will, will will be watching thousands and thousands of, of video clips on that alone because you know he's one of the best you'll see, um, well, they, <laughs> probably in the European continent that, yes. that, that can that can control that pick and roll, and it, it's pivotal to, to to the whole production of their offense. So um, you know, I think I think he's a very dangerous player. And what I think that that addition's done as well for Luke Nelson is it, it's freed him up with the responsibilities of having to bring the ball up and yes. and, and take those take those those duties because it's you know it, it's it's it dawns on you as well, especially if you've got a guy like Connor Washington who's who's picking you up ninety four feet. You know, it, it's a it's an immense responsibility anyway um, on yes. any team, but but to be you know on the London Lions, considered the best team in the country, it's. Um, you know, uh, I think a responsibility that Luke Nelson will be happy that 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 um, Jordan Taylor sharing with him. So, you know, very yeah, very very good one-two punch combo there in the backcourt. So we think we think, and we're going. Are we all agreed that we think is going to go with Taylor and uh, Nelson as their starting guards? Because I'm with you. I think that's that's who starts for them. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I've got Taylor and Nelson. I guess Aaron Best played really well recently, so he's yes. got a shout. Yes. But I think Taylor and Nelson will be the two. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think I think I agree with you. I think um, since Taylor's come in, probably reduced, because I think they were a little bit turnover-prone at times, and I think Taylor's kind of steadied the ship a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I mean, my personal opinion on him is I've been so, so impressed with him since he yes. came in. Yeah. I think as fans, we often get lost in the ex-NBA thing sometimes. Yes. But for me, he's not played NBA, but I actually think Jordan Taylor might be the most important player for London Lions on Sunday. Right, yeah. 
when you look at you know when you, when you look at the, the strength of that roster and you're always looking for weaknesses right you're always trying to look for cracks and look for yes. weaknesses. that was that was it greg like you said it's the turnovers you know they led they led the the bbo in turnovers which is it's quite a unique stat and you don't usually mm. have one of the top teams leading the yes. leading the um leading the league in turnovers um so they've they've rectified that to a degree with with with, with bringing in jordan taylor which um for the rest of the league, you know, looking on, you know, where, where, where are the other weaknesses? Where, where could they yes. exploit the weaknesses? Um, but that's certainly a crack that they've they, they, they've certainly filled in, in mitigating those turnovers. Right. So let's just flipping it quickly over to the riders' side. Then, now, I guess prior to it's really sad for Devonte that he's kind of injured and won't be available in the game. Mm. And kind of that was a question in my mind a little bit. Who who's kind of starts the the, the guard roles for the riders? Obviously, one's definitely Pat Whelan. And up until that injury, I, I was wondering in my mind whether he would start with uh, Devonte, but that's now out of the equation. So I think I'm fairly safe. And although the interview when I spoke to Rob, he was a little bit coy in trying to be a little bit guarded. I think it's fair to say Kimball starts, doesn't he? Yeah, I think. I, well, I think. Yeah, I think he does. Um, he started most games recently, and he's certainly flourished in that role. He's playing well. And I, I guess, from my opinion, there's no no reason to to change it for, from my point of view. And obviously, it still gives you the energy and the impact of a Connor Washington off the bench. Yeah. Thoughts, Anthony? No, I, I I agree with with Greg in that regard, and I think um, trust is a huge thing, especially with Rob Patnostro as well. And even if you you, you know you come into the, the the team and you are you considered a stud, the trust element isn't there yet; it hasn't developed yet. But what he what he can see is he you know, kind of watched it over the last decade. Is I think he's earned his his, his stripes and trust, but. You know, Kimball McKenzie, the way he's controlled games, yeah. high-pressure games as well. I distinctively remember what he did up in Manchester with that incredible yes. you know, fixture, the, the last one, the, the overtime one. And Kimball McKenzie, you know, you know, ran the floor like a floor general. And uh, yes. I think he's, he's, he's earned his right. You know, remember, Kimball McKenzie is a guy last year that, you know, if he didn't play well for two or three games he you know he would drop further down the bench and and you know struggle to to get those you know those those major minutes and this year you know you struggle to leave him out um yes. yeah I, I i would i think even with bando in the equation i i'm going i'm going with with the trusted kimball mckenzie and, and he yes. was brilliant let's remember on you know center stage you know last season in those in those big big high pressure games and those those little things that you've got to get all the player can they perform when all eyes are what on them and I think Kimball McKenzie is one of those guys that relishes that my memory and again I've, I've spoke to Kimball about this a little bit later my memory was Kimball was the X fighter in the final against Manchester last season yeah I think he got pretty hot was it in the fourth quarter in yes. particular yeah I know I know huge shots yeah, yeah. huge shots yeah yeah I know Gino I think won the uh, did Gino MVP, win yeah. yeah but but I thought Kimball was quite important in that final last season um i guess the other thing and just before we move on from the guards situation and i'd just like to i'm hearing your views about this anthony i just wondered i mean i've got some keys to the game uh, and i just jotted down this is just me speculating uh, in terms of how do you beat the lions one, one thing i jotted down was play big and I just wondered um, if the the kind of guards were all available, including Bandu. And I've kind of Rob occasionally would play two guards together. You know, historically Thornton and Kimball, or Kimball and Washington. And I just wondered whether that makes us a little bit small. And the fact that Bandu's no longer available, whether those extra minutes go to somewhere like Jabril. So actually, by default. 
we will play a bit bigger. I mean, I just wondered what your thoughts were around that, Anthony, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's possible. And, and, you know, Rob, Rob certainly has that um, option to do that. And, you know, what do they say in, in boxing? You know, everyone has a plan and they get punched in the mouth. It's, it's the same in basketball to that degree. You could have a really well-sculpted plan and then the guy that's been involved, major part of your plans gets three fouls before halftime. Yes, that's true. You know, you literally throw that plan out the window. Yeah. But basketball is one of those those games. And it, that's just another example that is, well, you just got a bad matchup. For whatever reason, the, the, the guy got in one guy just cannot stop him. It's a nightmare for him. Yes. Again, Rob Patmaster has to make the adjustment there or you know or you you well you run the risk of losing the game so it, it's it's really difficult i think for, for 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 coaches in that sense it's sometimes you know when you're football you can roll out a strategy and you know you, they just sort of do the thing basketball is so much more um things can change so much quicker right um but to, to your original question it, it, it's possible yeah it's possible that they they go bigger but look who they're playing the, yes the, it's the biggest team in the in the league you know sometimes when you look at the london lions that you think blimey yes. Yes. you know it's, they're significantly better bigger in every position two three sometimes four inches and um, bigger than their opponents and we, we we don't have i would say the 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 longest team like historically riders are known for you know having big bodies you know real defensive oriented team it's a little bit different i would say this year we're just that we've just got more talent offensively you know the, the likes of mark lovin zach jackson zach jackson isn't particularly particularly tall um maybe he's listed at six five but he's not you know he just, <laughs> he just plays really hard yes. he's got a great motor and he rebounds very well for a guard yes. by the way six rebounds a game he's he's a he's a machine yes. um so yeah I, I don't think the size is in the rider's favor if, if i'm all honest okay uh, honestly but yeah you're right they're gonna have to do something to come to compete with the the largest tallest right. team in the in the league in the london lions so in terms of uh, riders, obviously Pat Whelan starts as the two guard. So that's kind of, we think, Kimball, Whelan, uh, Taylor, Nelson. So clearly that's a, that's a win for the riders right there, yeah? <laughs> that's, that's one in our favour. I think we agreed on you that. It, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> you can see where this is going. It is the Leicester Riders podcast, so you know, there's a theme going to develop. Um, so let's, let's, um, let's go on then to the other just uh, three spots, really. Um, yeah, I guess the front court. Um, front court, yeah. So obviously, I guess we're super. I'm going to assume that Zubchich will be fit. I think he will. Um, for the final. So for Lions, I, I'm, I'm expecting to see Decker, Zubchich, and Kufos yes. round out that starting five. I agree with that. And then I guess matching up against that, um, Zach Jackson, Mark Loving, and, and the captain, Darian Nelson Henry. That's how I've got things anyway. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, we don't know. Ovi's not made an appearance for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I guess he might be a slight ointment. I mean, if he's a ve- if he's fit, um, I'm, I'm, we've not seen him for such a long time. I'm not sure. But but I agree with you. I think that's the likely... Anthony, thoughts? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there as well. I think I think if you're, you're going to go with your five, you're going to go with your strong strongest five. Um, I think Vucic Ruben's been 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 injured for for a little while as well, so it'll be, yes. be interesting to see if he's if he's featured. Um, yes. But they do like to bring him off the bench, um, yes. just to, just to. Well, he's an instant offense, isn't he? So he is. scarily so. <laughs> he has a smooth way about killing killing opposition, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, but but I think no, I think you're spot on. I think I would go if I was the coach of the, the London Lions. Um, why why isn't Greg coach of the London Lions by the way <laughs> they couldn't afford me yeah it's too expensive Anthony <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly on a bigger salary as Dan Routledge but um, you know 
just just let just let me know, Greg. I'm going to be your assistant. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call. <laughs> so I guess I guess and certainly as everybody knows, me and Greg's never played the game. A big question for you: How do you stop Kufos sealing people forward so deep in the paint, Anthony? Give us give us a give us a talk through how you would do that or try to manage him sealing so deep. Yeah, well, me me as a six foot six foot eight center, I'm, I'm I can't let him catch the ball. I think if he catches the ball there, you so know, do you front him? Pretty much, you're pretty much dead. You you have to, yeah. I think you you have to front, but it's not as simple as, as fronting because Cooper okay. has played the game uh, a lot, a lot, a, well, yes. long enough to understand how to to remedy that. So okay. when you front, you know he's got a big body and he will look to push you off. What that essentially does is it creates more space between the between you and the goal, making that pass easier for okay. the passer. It, passing the ball inside um so you're always going to be exploited this but where where i would say is where i've been very lucky on my riders teams i've had very very good defensive players um, as a unit so if that happens i'm front in a you know i'm front in kufos i know in my mind that i know jake Kuznard or drew sullivan is going to is going to help um right. so yeah. it's one of those ones where you have to guard cost of and numbers there's not really um, a one-on-one player that can stop him. However, what yep. I will caveat is not very many British teams have a seven-foot-three center. Yes. And I think Aaron Menzies, the way he played last game, he was that really gives good. Me a, yeah. Oh goodness! Have that, you seen that, the game? Yeah, against yeah, Cheshire. Yeah, so, I want, so I watched it back. Yes. Um, you guys were great, by the way. <laughs> um, watched it back, and um, yeah, he, he um, yeah, he was just. Uh, is something that you see. We've seen snippets of of, of him yes. of, of his dominance, and then something unfortunate will happen. I don't know. He'll get a foul, or yes. uh, I don't know. It just won't. A uh, board be be out wayward and won't, won't go in his hands. But this this was the the completest game I've seen him play. Yes. Um, and 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 I think someone against someone like Kufos as well. Might it might even be easier for him to guard as opposed to a six seven six eight athletic center. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if Menzies could handle that ro- uh, ro- role and responsibility by himself, um, just to see you know see if he is able to to mitigate the the damage that Kufos can can inflict on the riders. Do you think Rob would see that as a risk, or is it worth a risk worth throwing you know rolling the dice on that? Do you think for a couple of plays? <laughs> I hate to say it because he's he's <laughs> the guy that's took us to the promised land the last two, three seasons even. But Nelson Henry isn't going through the best period he's had, right? Um, and he isn't known for a defensive stopper anyway. But I think the the, the, the biggest um, hesitation I've got is I, I don't know how um, well of an informed Darian Nelson Henry we've got. If he was informed, I'd feel a lot more confident right. um, about this fixture going in. But for whatever reason, to sometimes it just you know you just go through these periods. I remember it as a player, and you would I would eat right, I would sleep well, and just for whatever reason, just you wouldn't get you wouldn't, things wouldn't go your way. Yes. and it could be a very dark, dark and frustrating place when that happens as well. So you know maybe maybe that game is maybe that period's over now, and then Darren Nelson comes out and and and, and produces the all star center that he is. Um, yes. But as of now, he hasn't really. It hasn't been him. His season's been very difficult for him. But my point is, Aaron Menzies, I think, needs to be have a bigger, bigger period, have a bigger um, role. Excuse me. You know, if we, if we, if if we'd still had uh, Mo Walker, then you know, I I think it's what do they big loss. You don't know what you got till it's gone. We all appreciated Mo Walker, but until you take him away from the equation, you 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 just you know he was so good. 
at, at alleviating Nelson Henry as well. And yes. then, you know, now we don't have him. So I think Aaron Menzies needs to step into that role. I'm not saying that he needs to score um, Mo Walker's numbers, but he needs to figure out a way where Rob can't take him off the court, he, you know, where he has to play 20 solid minutes. Right. Okay. So I guess person we've not mentioned yet, and, you know, being talked as the MVP or already all season long, really, Sam Decker. Who matches up against him best, do you think? No one. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty, Anthony. He's the guy that's going to get 3,000 in the first yeah, half. Sit down, yeah, right? yeah. We've, we've got the envelopes ready for the referees, who I have to say we don't know who they are as yet, but we're still, they're ready. The envelopes are ready and they're appropriately stuffed. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the referees are going to have to triple team him to get the game. Um, difficult matchup, isn't it, for yeah, anyone it is. um, on it that is. Riders team? And I, I'm not, I'm not sure who who's going to shoulder that responsibility. But I know what I do know is I know that, that whoever does um, have that role, though, they're not going to show any fear whatsoever. They'll they'll, they'll yes. 100% go at it. And you know, we we we've seen you know Zach Jackson's a great defender. And I haven't even talked much about Patrick Wheeler. Um, even even the backcourt section that he, he is for me, he's the best British player in yes. in, in in the league. And, and I, I agree. think he plays hard both 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 ends of the floor as well. And um, yeah. You know, maybe he'll have have some time on him as well. But it's it's the problem with Sam Decker is he's six foot nine and he plays yes. like a guard. So you know, yeah. it's it's a really it's a nightmare. It's a it's a nightmare. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who does that, but I, I'm sure there'll be waves of people that were that were wanna 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 go at trying to trying to stop him. So I guess I guess one of the things that kind of again I've just jotted down really it's not about necessarily about individual matchups it's about a team approach on the defensive side of the ball yeah correct yeah huge yeah has yeah. to uh, safety and numbers for the for the riders I think when you go against a lock and loaded roster like London Lions if you go pound for pound for someone you know more chances of not that heavier contender is going to win right and it's the same situation in this Leicester yes. Warriors have to figure out a way when they've got a a, a united structure that that stops the the, the London Lions. Yeah. Um, so, anything else about the front court? Do you think, Greg? You want to? No, I think, I think we've t- discussed a lot about it, and I think that's another win for the Riders. Yeah, I mean, clearly yeah. they've got the advantage. Two 0 uh, Front. Yeah, two 0 <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's clear, clearly it's. Uh, yeah, we've kind of uh, we're all we're all in on that. Um, so that's that's two 0 for the Riders. So the next bit, I'd got um, down to just um, the strength of the coaching teams on on either bench. Obviously, that's an easy win uh, for riders. Um, Coach Patton, show his history, how many trophies he's run, the familiarity of what it means to get over the line, playing in Birmingham, winning it um, four to- well three times previously as a coach. Um, do you think uh, that Coach Smith's first time? Do you think? Do you think that does give us an edge, Anthony? Yes. Everything you just said, I, I, I can one hundred percent endorse it, and I think you're right. That's one area that we have an advantage in. Uh, I think Rob's Rob's um, you know <laughs> his accolades speak for themselves, but yes. he's also got guys as well behind the scenes. Pablo, he's been there, yes. he's, he's he's done this as well on that that stage, and um, you know we we all have short term memories, don't we, as as fans and analysts and you know commentators etc. But they the dominance that they had over the league last year was was remarkable. Yes, was, you know, remarkable. Yeah. It wasn't even close. It wasn't yes. even close. And yeah. and um, and that's due to to coaching. Um, uh, yes, talent of course, but. But the the, the the consistently um, diligent uh, preparation from Coach Pat Noster, and that's an area where um, I think you've identified there as, as an advantage. Um, so I, I, I'd say 
yeah, that one goes to, to Ryder's. That's um, an emphatic um, one. For yeah, I love it, Anthony. I'm glad you're coming to our, <laughs> our way of saying things. I mean, just, just a quick question. Do, do you think, because I spoke to Rob earlier today and he was being a bit coy and I understand why he would do that. Do you think he, he might do something that we've not seen before? And, and what I mean by that, you know, one of my keys to the game is to be big. Do you think he might do something that we've not seen him do up to this point? Like, like, play, 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 Menzies and, and Nelson Henry together. together, just for a couple of you know, couple of minutes, just to see how that might, you know, upset lines. I mean, just, just your thoughts. Yeah, no, possible. When you say do something different, I'm thinking, oh, is he going to wear one of Vince McCauley's old jackets? <laughs> I that's what you meant. But, but, There's but, a few knocking about. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I think Rob Patanosha will do whatever he has to do to win the basketball game, right. whether that be um, something completely left field or outside the box. He's got that in his... If he sees an opportunity or yes. or, or an avenue to exploit, he will do it. Um, so maybe, maybe so, yeah, maybe so. And I guess while we're talking about Rob, uh, Anthony, obviously you've, you've played with Rob in BBL Cup finals before. I guess in the week leading up to the final, what, what's he like in terms of preparation, motivation, inspiration? What's, you know, what's he like in, in and around the camp leading up to, and of course, including the big day itself? Yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Um, and you kind of, you know as well the, the, the stake. Um, he, he's got a really good way of, 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 I don't know, getting you to understand the importance of something, but without overstressing you that you that the pressure gets the best of you. It's, it's a really hard thing for me to explain. I'm probably not articulating it very well, but um, we, we I just I just remember that first week, and I I was at the BBL Cup final 2012, and I'd lost in the final with Plymouth um, mm. against Newcastle, and ah, uh, oh, I, I wanted this so so bad, and I yes. and I kind of knew to the degree of, of the, <laughs> the you know of what it was and how amazing it would be to win it, and so I was I remember being pretty stressed already, like a good stress. Um, yes, but I just remember the first training session on that the, the Monday. I think we, we we started the week and things were just a little bit more. Um, and when I say to detail preparation, that would be a, it would be a sort of an understatement because we did that every week anyway. I think that's where we always had the advantage because we had Rob Patlustra and his preparation was the best. But for the cup final, it was just he just did a really good job of of us of making us believe in ourselves, but also just to 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 know our opposition so well that we felt like all we had to do was execute the plan and we, we were going to bag home a, a trophy. Um, and, I, and I, again, it's really hard for me to say how that's different to any other week because he would treat every game just as important as, 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 as whether you're playing top or bottom. Um, but the cup just had a different feel about it. And I think the media um, sort of built that as well because you just know because there's a lot more attention, even back then, 10 years ago, but very different to, to what times are now. I know I sound old, but you know, you had a, you know, more interviews, you had more people around, more people with cameras, and you'd sort of the whole build up would, would, um, would sort of generate the buzz around things as well. Yes. Um, but but Rob in his little bubble would would make sure things were controlled and and you you just you just knew that the business came first before any of the other other fluffy stuff basically. So yeah, he's really good at that. He is really really good at that. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and obviously we're all big fans of, of Rob for obvious yeah. reasons, yeah. Um, even though never, you know, don't have the same <laughs> relationship that you obviously have with him. Um, obviously, we've talked about the, the starting fives, we've talked about the coaching staff uh, a, a little bit. Um, I want to talk about a little bit, just, just generically in terms of 
Does it does it play into um, the outcome of this game in terms of the histories of the club? They've been there, done it before. This group of people on the, for, for riders been there, done it, familiar with with what's involved, what's required, and motivation. So a kind of a generic, broad thing. Do you think do you think it favours one team over the other? Would, would could you argue that lines are are so motivated, seven 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 pressure and all that money? Do you think that plays a, a factor at all, Anthony? Yeah, I do. And I think it's one of those things that's hindsight, isn't it? We'll look back and we'll think, yes. oh, that, that really fired them up and that helped them and that, or that didn't help them. I think when you, in isolation, when you look at the BBL Cup final, the riders have got more individuals that have been at that level and played on that stage in terms of the BBL Cup yes. final. Yes. But it, it would be foolish of me to, to, to discredit, um, um, you know, a, a Sam Decker who's won the yes. Europe Cup or, or a Mucha <laughs> Cherubin who's... Is, is it up there with scores. the BBL Cup, honestly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> And, well, Anthony Rose never won a Europe Cup, so it can't be that. Yeah, exactly. If it was any it value to important. it, Anthony would have it. That's exactly. true. Good point, Greg. Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't worth the energy, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and we're, you know, you've got some of these guys that have played on some massive, massive scale yes. games as yes. well. You know, at university level and beyond. So, yes. but but no, let, let's let's look at the BBL Cup final in isolation. Um, and we've had this before, haven't we? We've had a great talents in the BBL yes. and just weren't ready, weren't mentally yeah. ready, and they didn't know what to expect with the yeah. BBL Cup final. They couldn't, they could not get it done. Yes. Um, so that's where again another I think advantage that Warriors have got. They've got more individuals that have, have, have been there and won it and and sort of won, you know, and, and wore literally wore the BBL Cup final T-shirt. So yes. um, yeah, yeah, I think that. That plays in the, into the favour of the riders. Yeah, I guess the other thing, a, a little kind of theme of mine, or irritation—that's not quite the right word—because um, we've been we've been watching BBL basketball for more than thirty years, and um, it kind of there's a bit of a thing that everybody seems to be have already anointed Sam Decker as this season's MVP. And I was thinking, in those thirty years, I've seen a number of NBA players come and go at various levels. But I don't, and you could ask Daniel this, because I can't ever recollect that there's been a league MVP with NBA experience. Now, I could be wrong about that. But there's nobody springs to mind. And we have had NBA players recently, Liggins uh, as an example, and last year's um, on on London Lions. So so just having an NBA um, experience in your passport doesn't mean that you necessarily, um, you know, win the accolades and awards, I think. That's just a little no, beef of mine. I think your your experience of watching the league in over three decades, yes. sort of, you know, summarizes that perfectly. I think, yeah, I think you're right. And I think what the, I don't know, the interesting thing about Sam Decker is as well, but what kind of makes me like him, um, I'm, I'm, I naturally have a pushback on whenever there's a fan, you know, favorite or MVP, yes. I, I naturally don't want them to zigzag. I don't know why that is. I just naturally have yes. a pushback. Um, but you're British. Him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Terrible, we isn't it? we root so, for underdogs, don't that's we? It, yeah, we do. Well, yeah, I, th- I think so. But the way he conducts himself yes. makes me want him to do well. He yes. doesn't act like some of the other, you know, guys that we've seen yes. that have played at a lot higher level, and and yeah. you know, and he doesn't act like that. And yes, again, I think I think he conducts himself well. And I, I think he's one of these guys too that you know you'd happily want your son or daughter to to, to look up to because they yes. you know they held themselves in the right way so um yeah 
he's just I think he's a remarkable talent, but he seems like a very good human being as well, which I agree. You know, it's it's I, I think if you're gonna have an ambassador to yeah. to propel this league forward like we're hoping for, he's the type of person you'd want. So um yeah, I, I just I mean who, I mean Mark, who's second as well? Like that's the question. I think when you look at Sam Decker there and you look yes. at other MVP candidates possible. Um, yeah. you know, possible I'm- ones it, I mean, for me, I guess, I guess, I mean, it, it's good uh, for commentators to have the debate. I, I guess my view is, is not to jump into into that pool too early. And I, let's see towards the back yeah. end of the season who has collected yeah. those silverware, and then that informs yeah. your choice. But I understand that you know TV and podcasters want want those sorts of discussion yeah. daily from you. But but you're right. I mean, I I, I think he, I agree with you. I think he's a great poster boy for this for this league. And actually, honestly. Um, you know, um, I hope he's back next season because I think that would, you know, really play well for the BBL, not only under Lions, but it could sign for for riders, I guess. Would be, look, I think he'd look good in red. He'd look good in red. Looks, yeah, I think yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it'd be great. Red and, if, red and white was his Wisconsin University yeah, team, of course. Of course, it's from. And, yeah. and, and I love a guy who you know grew up watching the Milwaukee Bucks, which is everybody knows is my NBA team. So I'm going to move yeah. us on, Anthony, because we've only got one one kind of area that we want to talk about in terms of um, <laughs> it's who's 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 got the best six man uh, from these two organisations. And uh, go on, I, I'm going to give you the chance to answer that first, Anthony. Who's who's got the best support, the biggest support? Who has got the best six man? Interesting. That is a tough question. <laughs> I, I actually. I actually like the riders bench. Uh, I, I do. I, I like I like the riders bench because let's let's say you've got um my, my I think top of the name on the list for me would be Connor Washington. Yes. Um, a, a healthy Connor Washington, um, a nightmare to guard on the offensive end, unstoppable, and he's someone as well that will have no qualm whatsoever of picking up any player yes. full court for the for the whole duration he's out there. Yeah. And Connor Washington. Has won the BBL Cup multiple times. He has. He's, yeah. he's the. He has got the T-shirt. Multiple T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a prime example, I think, of, of someone not getting phased by the occasion. Actually, yes. relishes it. I think yes. the more high stakes the game is, the the best you get out of that that kid, yeah. um, that guy. <laughs> so I yeah. think um, I think he's a huge, huge, huge part to. Yes, to the riders in, in, in that sense. Um, yeah. But but bench wise as well, it's hard because obviously we went through the starting five, but we, we, it's not. Defi- we don't definitely know that's the we starting don't. five. So we if don't. I take a if I take a um, an inform um, Aaron Menzies, who should be high on confidence, you know, yes. maybe he's a, a pivotal piece as well coming coming off the Jabril. bench. And Dravil Dravil Adekoye, you have to, you know, yeah. he's a guy that. Again, we'll do whatever he, you know, he has to do, and he's he's played big for the riders over the over the years on that big stage as well. So, um, yeah, and, and you're going to need a guy like Dreville as well to guard um, yes. some of the bigger guys because that's the one um, I think secret he secret talent he's got. Um, him at six seven, he can easily guard someone who's six ten, six eleven. It, it doesn't look like a mismatch. It doesn't yes. seem like a mismatch because he's yeah. he's just so strong and so great with those hands. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's he's key as well. Um, the thing, if they could run the, if they could get the running game going as well, the riders they'd have to get stops, obviously to yes. to do that. But you yeah. know, we we've, we've got the guys that can run the floor in Evan Walsh and uh, and Blake Bowman as well, excellent in the open floor. So, yes. uh, it, it depends what type of game it is. Uh, if it's if it's sort of more of a which finals typically are, you know, sort of more and more half court. Yes, you know, good, good yes. good defensive sets. Yes. Um, 
then that, that closes it up for, for those guys, or at least limits to, to yeah. the damage that they can do. Um, but no, it's a good bench. It's a really good bench. And remember, it's one man down. You know, I think Bando would have yes, added would have certainly give us that, yeah. that, 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 that three-point yeah. threat from outside, um, which is unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, but no, it's a strong bench. It's a strong yeah. bench. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, I, I, I really like how you went with that, um, the professional that you are, because um, um, really what I was referencing was the supporting. The, not, not the players, we're talking about us, the, the audience, the crowd being the sixth man um, in terms of who comes with the biggest noise, um, biggest level of support, the sixth man in that sense, not, not as a player. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you you could have stopped me. I could have listed every single one. Start with Rachel, Teresa. Yeah, <laughs> you know all. <laughs> so that's clearly that's a win for us, isn't it? That is one hundred percent a win. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, what, I remember. I remember looking up um, two thousand and thirteen and just seeing a sea of red. It was yes. it was remarkable, like remarkable. And we we had a little um, a little, little wobble late as well, where Newcastle made a run, and yeah. um, I just knew we were going to be okay. The energy that again, it's really hard to articulate these things. Just, they're all feelings. So I can't. It's hard to. <laughs> yeah. I get paid to bloody talk, and I can't talk. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's really hard to articulate, but you just feel something in in your in your body and the, the the positive energy i just i just remember looking up at a sea of red just jumping a sea of red and uh, i just knew we were going to be okay um so the sixth men six man were 100 percent um riders have got that in the got that in the locker for got sure that in the locker absolutely <laughs> yeah. and so we 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 endeavoring to um get that sea of red reproduced again for sunday um my expectation that it will be there uh, no question absolutely and I guess awesome. as, a little, as a little addition to the sea of red, what what a great thing it would be just to have a hint of red in the commentators' booth. Yeah, if you just yeah. wore something, <laughs> have you wore, wore you know a red tie or, or a, 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 a handkerchief in yeah. the uh, in the jacket, a double-breasted yeah. jacket that you're yeah. going to be wearing? Yes, <laughs> just a hint of red, just yeah, to, yeah. to show well, show your support. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, uh, well, I'll briefly kind of finish it wrap this up but just to perhaps talk to us a little bit what the day looks like for you as the commentator uh, and really just to uh, make sure you keep people like Drew Lasker and uh, who's a guy from Sheffield Mike, Mike Tuck you know, for them not to just talk continually about the Lions on and how great they are and how wonderful they are so I want you to, to, to give us that balance that you and Dan always bring to us and, uh, and will you have your, your red coloured underpants on of course, of course I will. <laughs> Why even wear the socks as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's um, obviously I'm, I'm still a human being. I still have emotions, so it's really, yes. it's really quite, um, it, it, it's really quite difficult in that in that sense as well. And um, but we we get to the game um, so early, so it's, it's a how early are they, Anthony? It's a good long day, so it's um, we will get there around ten o'clock. Um, right. So the, the women's tip is at twelve, I believe. Um, yes. This year, yep, twelve, I think. Yes. Um, so we'll get there at at ten. Um, at, the, at the start, it's a lot of like sort of. Um, it's a mixture because you'll have little little periods where you need to um, do sound testing. Re- re- little rehearsals, I would say, is a pretty strong word, but you have to you know, sort of do your you do your things of where you come in. Um, yes, and then you'll have the younger guys, the the Mike Tugs and the Drew Lasker doing all their <laughs> social media posts and all the stuff they do. 
Um, but for, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, I like to last minute cram as well. I like to just right. get as much information in, in my head. And you guys know this from commentary too. You, you'll revise and you'll study nine, you know, hundred percent and you'll bloody just use, I don't know, 20% of it. If it <laughs> so, I can never remember it. I'll be honest, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, so, um, but then, then the game starts, uh, obviously. And then there was a woman first. Um, yes. Leicester vs London. Um, well, saw saw you guys at the the game um, yes, over yes. the weekend. So yeah. obviously they've got a, a mon, you know, a huge, huge task ahead of yeah, them as yeah. well. Um, which um, which you just hope that they can they can they can somehow get some type of run early, just to, just so that they you know they, they've got that little bit of confidence to take them through. Yeah. Um, but then um, after that game, it goes it's a, it's a dunk competition, um, and then then it's um, then it's the then it's the the riders game at three thirty. So it's a lot of um, it's a lot of a um, lot of lot of start stop. And for me and Dan in particular, you know, when we're on, we're obviously on. Um, and then we got our little breaks then in between, um, sort of like ha- half time and and in between games, etc. So it's um. It's one of those days too. At the end of it, you you feel like you've played. You feel exhausted. It's just um, yes. I think because you just have to uh, you have to, have to focus uh, the whole the whole time. Maybe I don't, I'm not sure, but you, you do feel you do feel exhausted at the end of it. But it's a it's a great day. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great day. And, and obviously, my emotions. I'm always trying to keep keep a level playing field. I was I really I've got a lot of that from Dan as well. Dan Routledge. So he's, yes. he's really good at that um yeah. where, what i struggled the most of when i first started doing this was when riders didn't play well it was a lot easier for me to mask things when they okay. were playing well uh-huh. that was that was easy for me when they weren't playing well i would i would visually get upset and, 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 <laughs> quite, and, and i thought and i saw you crying a few times <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully for me, since I'm retired, riders haven't played bad that many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, Anthony, obviously, um, you know, a massive thanks for giving up your evening um, to speak yes. to us about the BBL Cup final. Um, obviously, we did reference that you are a BBL Cup winner and a bit of a legend at the start. So you, you know, thank you for your comments and your insight. We did really do appreciate. So anyway, we're going to give you a big round of applause. Thank you, thank you. What time? What time are you guys getting down there? Um, well, we'll be there for the women's game. So um, I think doors open at half past eleven. So we'll we'll probably be there for about half past eleven. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. We'll be, we'll be there, um, obviously, to check on the hint of red that you, yeah. that you bring. But it's, it's really nice that all three of us are on the same page and we're, yeah. we're, we're it's a complete red wash. Yeah, um, a red wash. Yeah, um, it's going to be. Riders starting five, riders yeah. bench, bench. Uh, riders coaching staff. staff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and to yeah. get that from the Sky Sports commentators, a real, yeah. a real you know, confidence boost going It's confirmed Sunday. that we know what we're talking about, Greg, isn't it? He's, he's just confirmed everything we think. Um, so that's reassuring. Sure. For us, <laughs> cool. they'd call anyone an expert these days, fellas. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Anthony. We will see you on Sunday. Yeah, give um, us a wave. Give us a wave. Um, yeah, but thank you very much for your time and appreciate it. Yeah, really do. So, thank you very much. Cheers, Anthony. Bye. Have me, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. So, obviously, um, great speaking with Rogue, great value to speak to and it's really nice that he's 100% thinking riders are going to win yeah absolutely uh, a man with uh, with steamed in BBL history yeah. uh, trophies is with us he's kind of clearly thinks that that, that us riders are going to win it yeah. I mean in, in some respects um, pro- well I was going to say surprising not unsurprising it's quite a long conversation we had um, but that's probably 
because we're having so much fun, I think. Yeah, great. Yeah, always, always <laughs> nice to speak to Rose, a top guy. Yeah, as many is. of the Riders fans know, he's, he's, he's someone yeah. that's been incredibly approachable to for yeah. most people. Yeah. Um, how many people will approach him on Sunday asking to see his underpants? I'm yes. not quite sure. Yes. Um, going to assume he's got the red ones on. Yeah, you're not going to ask? Mm, might not, no. Might not, okay, no. fair Might enough. sound a bit weird in public. Yeah. Well, you can. I guess you can ask for the socks. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, great, great to have Rose discussing it. And, and so many points where... You know, it's difficult to, to discuss and, and we don't know exactly what London's going to do and yes. health-wise, etc. Um, but coming into the game, I know that you had a few sort of keys to the game. You mentioned one when yeah. we were speaking with Anthony. Um, but yeah, you had a few what you felt were keys to the game from a rider's perspective. Yeah, so trying to be, to give a veneer of uh, professionalism to what we do, Greg, at times. So it's a keys a to the game. Veneer. A thin veneer. You know, kind of you watch uh, NBA basketball. Keys to the game. So I just thought, well, I'll have a go breaking it down to three areas. And I've already mentioned one, which is this notion of I think we need to play as big as we can for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. Um, I think there's something about... So that's my first one. The second one is I've put the power of the three. Okay. Uh, which means, you know, basketball these days, it's all important to um, make three-point shots. Yep. Uh, and um, we've got... We know we've got some really good three-point shooters on our team. And, and when we get open ones, we need to knock them down. And we also know, as, as Coach Rob said... Um, they're an excellent defensive team. So we're going to have to knock some three balls down that are highly contested as well. Mm. So I think um, um, the three ball is really important. And I guess uh, my third point really is, um, again, touched on it with Coach Rob, so this is not nothing new. I think we need to start well uh, and keep it close. Um, and kind of the two games which I mentioned in the interview and, and kind of Rob talked about two previous encounters this season we don't need to be I always think who who which team has to is forced to course call the first time out mm. and if it's first quarter first half is it because it's usually because they're down we're down and we don't want to go down 13 15 in the first quarter so I think the importance of staying close for as long as we can is really important so play big so I think and I think play big going back to play big because of rebounding as well power of the three keep it close I guess if you keep it close and you're going down the stretch, one thing that Rose stressed about was um, just how many T-shirts people like Connor Washington have. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you give us a chance to win it at the end, we've got lots of know-how. I, I went, you know, independently of that. I, you know, sat down and didn't maybe look at keys of the game, but a couple of almost like a mini, mini scout of London and, yeah. and things I thought we needed to look at or take away. Uh, obviously, we mentioned one with Rowe, and that's, uh, you know, Kufos's ability to seal and catch the ball in the low post. Yeah. London do a lot of high-low action, a lot of pick-and-roll action, especially with Kufos yes. and Jordan Taylor. Yeah. How we look at, you know, looking after Kufos in the low post in terms of preventing the ball going in there at all, which is probably the safest thing to do if you can prevent it, which is easier said than done, of course. And how we defend the pick-and-roll uh, is going to be crucially important. I, you know, I know we, Rob didn't answer the question, but when we played them last time and had a fantastic second-half performance... By my eye, we'd made some adjustment about how we guarded the pick and roll a little bit, yeah. um, and that's going to be you know critically important to us. And, and, and of course, we've got they've got a lot of shot making, so we need to take that away. I mean, the one for me that's absolutely dead eye um, is Huban. Um, 
if he's open and he catches the ball, it just put it feels like just put the three points on the scoreboard. There's no point in even shooting. Yes. He, he he's that good. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I've jinxed him. Um, but yeah, so we need to make sure that if we're helping away from him, that we're rotating, we're helping the helper, and that we're closing out. Um, he's much less effective, or has proven to be much less effective in the BBL when people are in front of him. But we can't lose him because he's, he's lethal when he's open from three. So there were just a, a couple of things that that I'd written down, and I think you know. Um, I, certainly, I'm confident that Rob will have gone through much more than that with the, yes. the guys, and they'll be super, super prepared. Definitely, that gives me the confidence uh, for Sunday. And I guess, in terms of speaking about Rob and the guys, we've had Rob, so it's time for a couple of the guys. Yeah, um, we, you managed to, you know, head up to Loughborough Weather Training this week. Yes, grabbed a little conversation with Kimball first of all, and then, and then the captain, Mister Darian Nelson Henry, yes, the president. So let's run them back to back. Okay. So Kimball, week to, well less than a week to go to the final. Yep. How's it, how are we feeling? Excited, nervous? Excited, man. I mean, uh, I think as the game comes around, um, if you're not a little bit nervous, uh, you know, you're not human and you don't care. So uh, that's always a good sign. Um, very excited. I mean, we were there last year. Uh, it's a huge venue. This is why we play basketball, man, to play in front of big crowds and big games. Um, yeah, the blood will be pumping for sure. We're all very excited. And just thinking about last season's final briefly, um, does that play a part um, in kind of this Cummins game? And uh, my memory is you had a pretty good game. You were quite critical as getting that silverware against Manchester last season. Yeah, I mean, I think every game is completely different. So I would say in some aspects, no, but in in the sense that we've played in the gym, we know the venue, um, you know, that always helps. That always helps to, to know that to know where you're going to be, to know the locker room, stuff like this, the little things. But in terms of the game itself, I'd say no. Every game is completely different. Um, obviously a completely different team in London compared to Manchester, different players. So um, yes and no. Finally then, perhaps one of the question marks um, regarding starting five, unfortunately Devontae's you know, bad injury that had almost, and I, I don't pick the team as we know, but suggest that you're going to be our starting point guard on Sunday. Um, thoughts about that and, and the role? And does it change from what you normally do? No, it doesn't, honestly. Uh, whoever Coach Rob puts out there as the five, I'm going to approach the game the exact same way. My warm-up won't change. My approach won't change. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we're playing basketball. So if I'm on to start the game or if I'm in there after the first five minutes, it makes absolutely no difference. I don't think it makes a difference to, to anyone, really, which is, I think, what makes our team special. So it's a basketball game. Uh, I'm going to prepare the exact same way as usual and be ready to go. OK, so thanks a lot, Kimball. And we're all going to be there short, shouting for you very noisily and loudly on Sunday. So all the best, man. Yeah, thank you. Bring the noise, bring the energy, and uh, let's bring home another cup. Bring the balloons. Bring the balloons. So, Darian, cup final week. How are you feeling at this point on a Monday morning? Yeah, we're really excited. Um, you know, we have a long week ahead of us. Uh, no games leading up, so it's, it's, it's going to be a long week. But I think that's good, and it's going to give us plenty of time to prepare and get our minds and our bodies right and um, just... Stay locked in for a good, solid, you know, week is, is is what we need for a big game like this. At this time in the week, um, kind of what what are you feeling? Are you feeling a bit nervous as we get towards the final, or or is it something you can kind of really think and enjoy the experience? 
Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think nerves is a part of it for for any of us. Um, we've all been in these kind of situations before, whether it's here with riders or in other clubs we've been a part of. So um, I think we're all just kind of enjoying it, relishing the relishing the excitement, and uh, just really taking this opportunity to appreciate what we got. You know, obviously it's been a, it's been a long season so far to get to this point, and we put in a lot of hard work. So we want to make sure that we enjoy the time we have now uh, moving into this, appreciating the hard work that we put in so far. And you're kind of, yeah, you're the club captain. Do you see that comes with extra responsibilities on you to kind of help the team to be successful? I mean, I think this group of guys makes it really easy to do my job. You know, we got a bunch of really good, smart, hardworking guys. So um, honestly, it comes with a, a lightened load on me, to be honest. But um, I'm going to do my part to try and keep these guys motivated, keep these guys locked in and um, just try and do whatever I can personally to uh, improve morale, improve team spirit, improve our performance, improve whatever I need to improve, you know. So I'm just kind of trying to be that glue guy who keeps everybody uh, in the right spot that they need to be. And we've played on London lines two times in the league. We've come up short, uh, but the last time, only a few weeks ago in December, certainly won the second half considerably. Do you think those two previous results plays into the outcome of uh, Sunday's game? Yeah, I mean, I think um, anytime you've played a team twice leading up, whether you win, lose, draw, um, it's going to be... Uh, something to learn from. Um, if you if you beat a team, you want to try and replicate what you did to beat them. If you lose to them, you want to try and change some of the weaker points of your performance. So um, it's a little bit different going in 0-2 against Lions so far this year, whereas last year in the Cup we hadn't even played Manchester yet. That was our first time seeing them. So that was a, a, a completely different environment to walk into. So, you know, uh, we're going to do what we always do to prepare probably prepare a little extra, a little more than usual, I guess. But at the end of the day, you know, um, it's a basketball game. We've played a million of them, and we're going to go out there and give it give our best. OK, um, and thanks for dropping by today then, Darian. And we're going to be behind you 100% on Sunday, making lots of noise, so all the best on Sunday. Thank you so much. Go Riders. Thanks to all the fans. Can't wait to see you guys out there and, uh, and bring it back home. Once again, you know, um, the, the thoughts, the sounds of, of Kimball, um, Nimble Kimball, the butcher, Mackenzie, yeah. Yeah. uh, and Darian, the president, Nelson Henry. Yeah. Um, once again, it was yourself that spoke them to Mark, to them, Mark, even easy for me to say. Yes. Um, was there anything that jumped out to you when you were speaking to those two guys? Yeah. I think, I think the, the main thing that, that kind of shone through to me, you know, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm getting excited. Okay. Which means I'm getting anxious. I think speaking to both of those guys, there was this kind of calmness about them. Uh, and I think they both exuded um, a steely determination. Mm-hmm. They weren't too high. They weren't getting overly anxious. They're not worried, as, as, as kind of the both said at different points, I think, in the conversations. This is what the... This is what they're trained for. This is what, where they want to be, and they've played in you know these sorts of games before. Yeah. So it, it's kind of you know they're used to doing it. So I, I was struck by by that kind of steely kind of calmness and determination and focus, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that came through. Both players did touch on nerves at different times. Um, mm. 
um, Darium sort of said, you know, we've been here before and we're going out to give our best, which obviously yes. is what we want from the guys. And, and, and Kimball's touched on them a little bit as well. Um, I guess, you know, one thing I was told at, at, at a young age was that nerves aren't necessarily a bad thing. And actually, it just shows that you care because if you didn't, you wouldn't be nervous. Yeah. Uh, which is what Kimball said in effect. Effect, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So actually, it can be a good thing as long as you control them and don't let them take over. And I think you know, from what you've said in terms of the calmness and how that's come through the interview, that, that, that's certainly the case. It's not, yes. it's not taking over at all. And yes. I guess the other thing that, that, that struck me, um, Kimball mentioned. Yes, go on. Uh, bring the, get your balloons. Bring your balloons. Bring your balloons. Kimball was demanded it. Yeah, the uh, red balloons. Yes. And I think now we're in the final week, you know, it's a case of yes. get all your red clothes out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got red hats, red yes. T-shirts. So, okay, let, let's just roll it back. So let's make sure. We're going to go through our checklist. So yeah. hopefully you've written this down. We've got Everybody's got a checklist. A BBL Cup ready checklist. So, right. Let, let's see go what you it. did there. Yeah, did you? Ready. Ready. Okay, let's go through it. Have you got your tickets? Uh, yes. Check. Okay, good. Um, have you got um item of clothing which is completely red? I do. Yeah, shirt. Shirt, socks. Yeah. Might go, might go full row and wear some underpants. Well, yeah. I will be wearing underpants. Yeah. <laughs> That's a relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we fully adapt uh, in the appropriate colour. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, um, those red balloons. Those red balloons. We have them. Yeah, we're also bringing a, a special guest. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Well, if we can get him through, I'm going to say customs. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a different country, yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham is it? It's not quite a different no, country. No, no, no. no. It's, um, but yeah, um, the, the large Patrick Wheeling heads uh, coming along yes. with us as well. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, right. Um, so yeah, we're all ready to go for the BBL Cup final. It happens, and WBBL Cup final happening this Sunday. Obviously, we'd love you to be there with us in Birmingham, but if you can't, you can catch it on the BBL um, YouTube, the Sky Sports YouTube channel, Sky, Sky Sports, Sports as well, where you'll hear more from Anthony Rowe as he's one of the commentators. Uh, as always, I've been Greg, joined by Mark. This is the Along for the Ride podcast, and that's our name. Come on, Ryan!